Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, uh, lots to talk about. Let's bring in Alyssa Freeman, pop culture and PR expert. Alyssa PR, she is with us now. Alyssa Freeman, thanks for the time. I hope you're doing well. As always, Scott. Before we get to the branding stuff that you are an expert on, want to ask you real quick your thoughts on the Prime Minister uh, not getting his seat on the UN Security Council. This was a big deal for him, probably less for Canadians. How does he handle this moving forward? Because, uh, again, everybody thought everybody loved the Prime Minister and everybody loves Canada, and clearly not the case. Well, he has been taking a bit of a shellacking on this, hasn't he, Scott? And we know mm. that... You know, uh, there were things where he was out of the country and he should have been out of the, in the country when instead of hobnobbing with those countries that could have provided, uh, him with the support and the votes to get Canada on that, although, albeit a temporary seat on the Security Council. So, uh, people understand that he was, he was putting forth a full court press, quite honestly, on this. And I think this is something that, um, you know, his father didn't achieve and this is something that he really wanted to achieve. I think he's smarting from this, number one. I think it's a bit of an ego blow, number two. And quite honestly, it's been a field day for his critics. Uh, all right, I want to get to this next issue. Uh, Aunt Jemima decided they're going to change the name. I remember when they altered the Aunt Jemima logo, I think about 20 or 30 years ago, and kind of, <laughs> I think they took the hat off and updated uh, Aunt Jemima. Why not remove it then? Your thoughts on all of this? Honestly, you know, what took them so long? Yeah. I have to say that there's been problems with this uh, logo for a very long time. And it is certainly not, not the first time that uh, Quaker has received criticism about it. But did it really take worldwide protests in order for push, uh, for, for push come to shove on this? And now they're releasing statements that we realize this is out of step, that we realize that uh, this is based on um, racist stereotypes, and we need to not do that. Really? Uh, you know, in their statement, which is obviously very, very carefully crafted by a PR, by their communications people and or an agency, as we work to make progress toward racial equality through several initiatives of taking a hard look at their brands to make sure they reflect their values and meet our consumers' expectations. Well, what were your values before, is what I want to know. Uh, before you decided that your brand, um, which was obviously emblematic of a racial stereotype, what were your values before, and gee, did they just sort of flip on a dime two days ago? So that's, that's really the questions that a lot of these brands, but especially Quaker Foods, has to answer. And I guess that, okay, making this move now is better than never making it, um, but it certainly doesn't uh, dismiss how long it took in order to get something like this uh, off mm. the ground and actually happening. Uh, is this discussion now going to move back to sport logos, sport team names? You mean as the Washington Redskins, yes. like, you know, pretend not to be around? Mm -hmm. um, you know, it just might. Some of these discussions provide a gateway to other issues, which have been essentially swept under the rug, uh, get a little bit of airtime every now and then, and then, uh, you know, then you don't hear about them. But what they do is they do provide those narratives that continually get pushed aside when it comes to racial stereotypes in order for them to gain some sort of uh, traction and potential res resurrection. Again, the Washington Redskins are, are uh, you know, using a 
an emblematic trope that is obviously out of step with uh, the the times of today. But the NFL has never been one of your more progressive organizations. You know, the fact that Roger Goodell is now just coming out and saying, hey, everybody, uh, NFL teams, you should really give Colin Kaepernick uh, another chance. Somebody else on the NFL board chimes in and says, hey, what about you, Minnesota Vikings? I mean, honestly, really? I mean, yeah. this is just blatant virtual sig- uh, virtue sig- signaling, and I think that everybody, their consumers, their fans, uh, see through it. All right, these are iconic brands that we're talking about here. What is the rebrand going to look like? How difficult a- an assignment is that to rebrand these products? You know, I think that they're uh, they're looking at the assignment as a as a as a really great challenge. So whatever agency they give this to, and typically large agencies like Quaker Foods, which is owned by PepsiCo, um, they have agencies that are what they call AOR, agencies of record. So they're on retainer and they know the brands really, really well. Trust me, they are now going to firstly engage in, um, in testing. They're going to poll. They're going to do their focus groups. So they will get a good understanding of, you know, their hits and their misses. And then once they collate all that information, then the creative team can start to get together and uh, recreate a new branding for the product. People like the taste of the product. So if you've been buying this product and you've enjoyed the taste of it, then that's not going to change. It's what the product represents and how it's being represented is going to change. Do you make a big deal about the change or do you just do it? You just do it. Everybody knows you're going to do it. Just do it. Are the eyes of the world on But you're not going to sit there and say, Aunt Jemima is now this. I think that people will understand that it is a brand relaunch, and I think that they have to think very carefully about that brand relaunch and the um, the PR implications around it. And I think that they also have to expand their circle of executives and bring in uh, subject matter experts that can actually help guide them on the sensitivities of the rebranding and of the language that they should be using now and going forward. You know, Quaker Oats really has to, and PepsiCo, they've got to look at their boards. They have to look at their senior teams. You you know, you need to, if you're going to um, talk about diversity and you're going to talk about believing in diversity, well, you've got to show it at the elite levels, at the C-suite levels, as we call them. So based on that, Quaker Oats and many, you know, much of corporate America really has to take a hard look at themselves as they navigate what it truly means to uh, support um you know, a better discussion around race in this in this continent. Alyssa Freeman has been with us. Alyssa PR, a PR and pop, uh, pop culture expert. Alyssa, as always, thanks so much for the time. Much appreciated. Be well. Thank you, Scott, and you be well, too. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.